Hey, everybody. Welcome to the teaching portion of our live stream today. If you're listening to this on podcast, these first five to 10 minutes I've had to re-record because we had a few microphone issues when we went live. So it might sound a little bit different after about 10 minutes. It'll transition into the original recording. Just letting you know that. But wanted to get the intro together so that you could understand where the rest of the teaching went. Um, so next week, we're going to be starting a new teaching series uh, about how God sees us and how uh, the the Bible talks about how God sees us, but for today, I'm just sharing a, a one-off teaching that's not part of a series, and my heart is really for this to be a word of encouragement for you today. So I'm going to invite you, as you listen to this teaching, to listen to it with your heart and not just your head. I know like, we should always be doing that, but for this one, I just feel like God wants to speak to your heart, that he wants to speak a word of encouragement to your heart. And I, you know, sometimes I, I hold off on the like main statement or main point, but I want to get out right at the beginning. And this is really what I want to communicate over and over and over again today. Okay. So it's God is able to make you stand. God is able to make you stand. So I just got back from vacation a week ago and we were at the beach and my oldest daughter is 10, or my, I'm sorry, my youngest daughter is 10. And so she's gotten progressively more independent in the water. And this year was the, you know, the most independent she's ever been. And she spent so much time diving waves, riding waves, swimming, having a great time. And for the most part, I was pretty at peace about the whole thing, you know, and if you're, if you've ever had little kids out in the ocean, you know, that like, as they grow up, you go through this progression of kind of having to watch them less and less carefully, but always in the back of your mind, you know, until they become maybe teenagers, you're, you're keeping an eye on the house, the waves are, and you know, the undertow and all that. And so there were a couple times this week, uh, when we were on vacation where, you know, it got a little bit harder for her to manage it on her own. So I'd have to grab her hand and just help her stand. But then there were a few times where I actually had to bear hug her because there was a set of really big waves with a lot of tow going on. And so I just grabbed her, my arms around her and ducked under. And in those moments, you know, she went from being totally independent to being totally dependent on me. And it was my ability to make her stand. It wasn't her own ability. And I feel like there are times in life where we just need God to do that. You know, where, where there is just... um there is just this power of God, this grace of God, this kindness of God, this comfort of God that can come into our lives and hold us when our feet get swept out from underneath of us. And so, you know, maybe you've had that in your life where you felt like life is just too much. It can be feeling overwhelmed. It can be feeling like you don't know what to say or what the answers are, like you, you aren't sure what the next decision or the next right step is. Or just life has swept out your feet from underneath of you. It could be a crisis, but it could be less than a crisis too. It could just be a daily or weekly occurrence where you just you just are feeling like it's too much. And my word of encouragement for you today is that God is able to make you stand. You don't have to do this on your own. You know, an example from my life that just happened recently was uh, I was on vacation. And <laughs> have I talked about that a lot? <laughs> you can tell I enjoyed vacation. But I was on vacation and... I wasn't able to get anyone else to cover the teaching for the week coming back. And so I knew I had to make a teaching. And so I have these two competing values. One is I really believe it's important to take vacations, to take breaks, to take weekly Sabbaths where you don't work. I think that's how God built the rhythm of our lives. And, and so I, I wanted to take 
to not be working on vacation, but I also have a high value in teachings, being excellent and in spending hours of prayer and study and working on them so that people who listen to these teachings, that God touches their heart and that, you know, I feel like it's an honor and a privilege to be able to talk about the word of God to people who care about faith and are exploring faith. And and so I take it really seriously. It's probably the, the thing that I take the most seriously about uh, my job. And so um, you these two competing values. And so uh, I, I just, I knew I was going to have to do it, but I wasn't, sh- I didn't, you know, I wasn't sure how it was going to come together because I didn't want to like ruin a whole day of vacation with me, you know, locked inside working on this teaching. So I was dri- riding my bike in my neighborhood and I was praying like, God, what am I going to do about this teaching? You know, I really don't want to take, you know, five or six hours out of vacation. Like, I'll wake up early if I need to. And I felt like the presence of God just dropped a couple thoughts into my head. And those couple thoughts became the teaching. And I, I really barely had to spend any time on it. I spent like an hour the next morning during my quiet time. I just made it about the teaching. And then on the ride home, um, Mandy drove for part of it. And I was able to just kind of zone out with the computer. And so it was just one of those moments where God came in and he kind of circumvented what was naturally happening in my life and just supported me and was able to make me stand out of the kindness of God. And so I want to just talk about one chapter from the Bible today. And I think this is going to be encouraging for you. Um, I want to study it together, basically. We're going to look at it together, and and I think it's going to mean something to all of us. And so it's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, okay? And 2 Corinthians chapter 4 uh, starts off like this. Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry... We do not lose heart. And he starts off saying, we do not lose heart. Okay. And you're going to find that n- near the end of this chapter, he says the same thing. Let's keep reading. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all surpassing power is from God and not from us. And so what I want to say to you to start is that God is able to make you stand. Is, is the slide up? Yeah. God is able to make you stand. It's okay to be weak. It's okay to be weak. So, hey, Janine, you take over my slides. Thanks. We should be on video right now. All right. It's okay to be weak. So as you read this passage, it's, it's fascinating to hear how Paul talks about you know, this is Paul, who we would all look up to as a strong follower of Jesus. And he's saying that he has been hard-pressed, that he's been perplexed, that he's been persecuted, that he's been struck down. He goes in again on verse, if, if you look back on chapter 1, verse 8, he says this about himself. He says, indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. He says, we were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure. There's this honesty in what Paul is talking about here. And he's saying, I am weak. And so the first thing I want to say to you is it's okay to be weak. It's okay to feel weak. It's okay to not have the answers, to not know what to say, to not, to, to feel overwhelmed at times, um, to, to not feel strong all the time, you know? And, and I think there can be this pressure to feel like you have to have all the answers. And you have to know what to say all the time, you know, and and you have to have your life together. But as you look at Paul, who's doing ministry and he's speaking to churches and he's planting churches and he's traveling around the known world 
And yet he's saying, there are times when I feel like dying. <laughs> I mean, that's as, about as intense as it gets. There are times when I feel the sentence of death on my life. There are times when I, you know, am even close to despairing. And so I want to start by just saying, it's okay to be weak because God is able to make you stand. God is able to make you stand. So we're going to go back and we're going to look at this again. Okay. So we're going to look at, uh, chapter four verses nine and eight, nine and 10. Again, it says we are hard pressed on every side, but look at, let's highlight the other ones. Now he says, we are not crushed, right? We're not in despair. We're not abandoned. We're not destroyed. He says that we carry around in our body the death of Jesus, but we also, we carry that so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. Do you see that? For we are, who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that life may also be revealed in our mortal body. Okay, so come back to me here real quick. I love that juxtaposition, that contrast of back and forth of, it's difficult, but we don't give up. It's difficult, but we're not destroyed. It's difficult, but we don't give up. We don't despair. And that's what it's like to follow Jesus. That's what it's like to follow Jesus is we can be weak. We can struggle, but we don't struggle without hope. God gives us hope in the midst of struggle. And that's really the theme of this whole chapter in 2 Corinthians. In fact, it's very interesting because Paul struggles, people were questioning his apostleship because some were thinking, he really should not struggle this much if he's truly an apostle of God. And so what he's telling them is like, look, no, actually a true mark is of, of a follower of Jesus is that we do struggle, but we overcome in Jesus. We don't despair. We always have hope. He's not crushed. He's not abandoned. He's not destroyed. See, this is what it looks like to be a people of God. So I want to go back to verse 13. It says, it is written, I believed Therefore, I have spoken. It's a beautiful reference. And I've read this for years and never understood it. He says, it is written, I believe, therefore I've spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak. Okay, so just reading that off the the top of your head, you might not know what he's talking about there. I didn't know what he was talking about there. And what he's talking about is it's a reference to Psalm 116. And he, if I have it on a slide here, Psalm 116 verse 10 says, I trusted in the Lord when I spoke. So this is what he's talking about. And his readers would have known that when he, when he says this, it has been said, I trusted in the Lord or I believed in the Lord and then I spoke. Therefore, we will do the same thing. Look at what he's referencing. Psalm 116 says, I trusted in the Lord when I said, the next part is, I am greatly afflicted. Isn't that so fascinating? It's, again, this juxtaposition of trusting God and yet struggling. Look at the beginning of this psalm. He says, I love the Lord, for he heard my voice. He heard my cry for mercy. He turned his ear to me. I call to him as long as I live. And yet, look at verse 3. The cords of death entangled me. Anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow, so I called out, Lord, save me. See, God is able to make you stand no matter how difficult Life is getting. And that's what Paul is saying here. He says, I have spoke. It has been said, I believed, therefore I've spoken. He's referencing back and his followers would have known, his hearers would have known, sorry, that he was talking about Psalm 116. And they would have known that beautiful Psalm that talks about hoping and trusting in God, even when things are going bad. 
Even when things are going sideways, even when things are, that their feet are being taken out from under you, that God, we, they, he, they've seen it again and they'll see it again. They've seen it before and they'll see it again. That God comes and grabs you in the moment that wave hits, right? Because we know that the one who raised Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus. And so there's this thread all through the Bible of when the people of God struggle and suffer that God is faithful. He is faithful to come and grab you in his arms and to hold you through those times. And so right now, what are you struggling with? What are you wrestling with? What in life feels like it's taking your feet out from underneath of you? This is the word of encouragement I believe God wants to give you today is that we as followers of Jesus, we have hope in the midst of struggle. We have hope and God is able to make you stand. That when you feel like you're going to fall and you feel like it's too much for you and you feel like you don't have answers and you feel like you don't know what to say or this world is just out of control and how do we go on from here, that God is able to make you stand. That God is able to give you those words. That God is able to give you that encouragement. That God is able to give you that wisdom and that courage and that peace and that strength. So the third point I want to make, and the last point I want to make, is that God is able to make you stand because it's not about God. That's not supposed to say. I wasn't supposed to say that. (laughs) Oh, if you were here, you'd all be laughing. Because it's about God and not about us. That's what I'm supposed to say. God is able to make you stand because it's not about God. (laughs) We're going to just put that on the website and see what happens. All right. It's about God, not us. So we're going to go back and look at these verses again. Check this out. Verse 6, For God who said, Let light shine out of the darkness, made his light shine in our hearts. So come back to me here real quick. God who said, Let light shine out of the darkness. Think about that. There's this thread, and if you have time this week, go read chapter 3 and 4 together, okay? There's this thread of this theme of the glory of God and the light of God. And so he goes all the way back to Genesis and he says, God who said, let light shine out of darkness is saying, let light shine in our hearts. And there's this, there's this idea that's being woven through scripture. John reference, references it in John chapter four, no, John chapter one, verse four, when he talks about how God has come and he is the light that shines in the darkness. It says, in this life there is light and this light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It's this beautiful theme of light where God is a God who brings order into chaos. He brings comfort into suffering. He brings light into darkness. That that's who our God is and that's why he's able to make us stand. And so think about the power of this statement. The God who spoke into existence light out of darkness has spoken light into our hearts. And you, Paul knows what he's talking about. He's also kind of referencing here when he first had his encounter with Jesus and it was this incredible light that blinded him for three days. He's saying this light, the God of light has shined his light into my heart. He's displayed the knowledge of God in my heart. It's about God. It's about who he is. And you can keep going. In verse 7, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that what? This is from God and not from us. In verse 11, we are, we want his life to be revealed, not our life. In verse 14, we know that the one who raised Jesus will also raise us. See, guys, 
we can stand. He is able to make us stand because it's not about us. It's about God. There, I said it right that time. It's not about us. It's about God. He will come and he will hold us. Like I held Eden in those waves that got too strong for her to stand on her own. This is who we talk about is this guy. Now, listen, as a preacher and at our church, I sometimes emphasize our part of faith because I'm a big believer in, in, you know, action and doing our part and, uh, and intentionality. But there is a truth, a, a, a huge truth that God is supernatural and that God works on our behalf supernaturally, that God moves in our hearts, that God does stuff that sometimes we pray for him to do. And sometimes he just does stuff out of the kindness of his heart. And there's, there's something that we need to hold on to as believers is that when times get really hard and we feel overwhelmed or we feel like we don't know the answers or we feel like our feet have been taken out from us, we can look to God as the rescuer because God is able to make you stand. It's okay to be weak. It's okay to be weak because as followers of Jesus, we have this hope. I'm listening to this beautiful song on repeat right now. And he talks about how um, we have faith in Jesus because he is our anchor that anchors us to the ground. See, his, we have this hope that anchors us to the ground in him, that he is good and that he is able to save us because it's about him, not us. This isn't about how good of a prayer you are, how good of a Christian you are, how good of a rule follower you are. This is about how good Jesus is. This is about how much he loves you. And he wants to step into your reality. He wants to step into my reality. And he wants to do something powerful. He wants to do something in your heart. So whether it's giving you courage when you're feeling afraid or overwhelmed or, or giving you peace when you're feeling anxious or stressed or moving in your circumstances like you never could have predicted or bringing a miracle about in your body or bringing you ideas or wisdom that you need in the moment where you feel, I don't know what to do or say here, God is able to make you stand. So listen, if you're feeling overwhelmed right now, if you're feeling like you don't have what it takes, that's okay. God is able to make you stand. We do not lose heart. And guys, this is the good news. So I don't know if anybody's listening who doesn't know Jesus or hasn't made that choice to follow Jesus, but this is the good news. It's not about you. It's not about what you can or cannot do. It's about the fact that Jesus has done the work for you. He's purchased your freedom, your salvation, your healing. And by him, we can step into that. It's a free gift of salvation, a free gift of grace, a free gift of relationship. Some of us get so tied up in thinking religion is about rules and, and doing good and getting, you know, getting the marks that we need to get. And it's really about receiving the work that Jesus has already done for us. His love has set us free to receive that work that God is able to make you stand. Even when you can't stand on your own, you can lean into him and God is able to make you stand. So I just wanted this to be a word of encouragement today. I hope that this is something that can touch your heart, that something's going on in your life that you can say, yes, I needed this. I want this to encourage you where you are, that you can lean into Jesus, that it's okay to be weak, that we have this hope. We have this hope in God that he's the rescuer, that even when we're weak, he can make us strong because God who is in us is greater than he who is in the world and that he is able to make us stand because it's not about us. It's about him. Remember that today. 
Remember that this week, that it's about him, that he's on your side, that he has your back, that he knows who you are. So let's pray. God, I pray for everyone in our church right now who's feeling overwhelmed or like their legs have been taken out from underneath them, who's feeling stressed or feeling overburdened. Would you encourage them today by letting them know that you can make them stand, God, that you can come alongside of them in their weakness and by your presence and your grace and your strength and your power, you can make us stand. We receive that in our hearts. We lean into that in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, thank you guys for joining us today on City Lights live stream. Next week, we kick off our new series and pay attention to email as we start sending out information about 100 hours of service. So love you guys and we will see you next week.